Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Strong AF X Well Conditioned Show with your host, Jason Brown, where each week Jason teaches you how to get yourself and your clients brutally strong and, of course, well conditioned. What's up, everyone? Jason Brown here for another episode of Strong AF X Well Conditioned Podcast. This is episode number four, and today we're talking about my five-step programming process. It's no mystery that when you own a business, you have systems. You have systems that allow you to keep things efficient. You have systems that allow for you to really consolidate some of your work and, and be more productive with the time that you do have. You also have systems to delegate tasks to other employees. Now, being an online coach is no different. You need to have some systems, whether it be for how you write your social media and, and what you're posting on any given day, to how you write training programs. I will say that I think writing training programs is one of those things that people just go into their app or whatever they're using, or you know, hopefully it's not a Google sheet at this stage of the game, but wherever you are writing your programs, most people just go in and they write it, okay? They don't have any framework to start. Much like writing a paper, you need to have some type of outline first. So what I'm gonna do for you in this episode is I'm gonna show you my five-step process. This is the process that I teach other coaches. It's the process that is highlighted and outlined extensively in my new course, The Programming Playbook. And it is what I feel the most efficient way to write a training program to ensure that your clients are getting the best results, that they're not overtraining, and that you're always mindful of that end goal where we're looking to go with their program. So having some framework is gonna allow you to do that. It's also gonna allow you to align your training perfectly to that individual client. So without further ado, first step of this process is determining the training template. What does that mean? This is their training schedule. And we use their training schedule based on feedback that they've given up, given us what days is optimal for them to train. And it's their preferred schedule. We obviously want a high level of compliance. That's gonna be part of the process for them getting great results. And if we plug in training on the wrong days, days that are, it's not feasible for them to train, then obviously there's gonna be a disconnect. So that's obviously, this couldn't be any more straightforward this first step. So we're just determining what days they train. We're looking at things like their training history to start thinking about coming steps in terms of what we're gonna use for methods. Uh, but we're thinking about their training history. We're obviously looking at their goals and we can look at goals in a variety of ways, but just again, just kind of generally speaking to give you this outline, we wanna take into account what their goals are. And then we wanna look at other key factors like how stressful is their life outside the gym? I've talked about this ad nauseum. You've heard about it in my recovery podcast. You probably heard about it uh, when I talked about using aerobic training to improve strength. Recovery is something that is going to be make or break. And if we're not taking into consideration what they do outside of the gym, whether it be what their home life is like, what type of career they have, these are all things that are going to be a necessary part of writing a good training program for your clients. So overall, we're just figuring out where and when they're training, what days is best for them to train that they know they can absolutely train. And for some people, it might be more or less. Some people might have an unlimited training schedule. You might have other people that can't train as much as they'd like to. Now, I will say that I have seen with people that might not have as much availability to train and me plugging in things that are kind of optional, it almost does some people a disservice because the psychological component of writing a training program is that some people that are more type A, if they miss days and they see missed days in their app, it's likely going to have a mental effect, a negative effect on them. 
uh, where they feel like they're not, you know, they're not putting and they're not doing their part and they're not, uh, you know, basically being able to put in the effort that they'd like to put in. So we have to think about the consequences of them missing sessions. So what we want to do beforehand is we want to make sure that we are putting them in the right schedule that matches their, their availability. And we don't want to give them extra just to give them extra. We want to make sure that if we give them extra and they can't do it, then they're okay with that. They're okay with having a missed day. Uh, and it shouldn't be things that are going to be make or break as far as them getting results. So step one, determine their training template. And this is largely based on things I mentioned, but what days is optimal for them to train? Okay. Now, once we've had this figured out, then it gets a little bit easier to start going into step two, which is the input of our methods. Now, so now we've figured out what days they're training. Now it allows us to have that schedule at hand and be able to plug in the methods. Okay. What methods are we using? Well, if someone's a beginner client, they're just learning how to perform the foundational movement patterns, probably not going to be any specific methods, at least for strength work. I mean, the only method that you're probably going to use with them is the repeated effort method, which is this basic hypertrophy rep range is eight to 15 rep range of their foundational patterns. Now for conditioning, you're likely still going to use some form of cardiac output method. And maybe you include some strongman style endurance, which could really just be very simple and consist of loaded carries and some type of sled work if they have access to that. So now we're just figuring out what methods might be the potential methods for this client. And of course, we're going to circle back to point number one, because let's say that they can only train on Monday and Wednesday, then we're probably not going to be plugging in high intensity methods in that close within a given week of training. Now, there are tons of different uh, options in terms of their schedule, and there's tons of different variables to that. For this, to make this very simple and clear for you guys, we're just going to assume that this person likely has three days a week to train, and maybe they can do two sessions outside of the gym. That's kind of the sweet spot I see for a lot of people. So again, just to reiterate, step one, we've determined their training template. Step two, now we're inputting the methods. And I like to do this in a Google Doc, even outside of using the True Coach app, and just having it in a table format where I'm plugging these things in, I'm seeing where I'm utilizing specific things and I'm plugging that into a table. So it's again, very clear in front of me. There's gonna be no mismatch. I'm not gonna overlook something because I have think, everything laid out very clearly right in front of me. Now, so once we have the methods inputted into our table, the step after this, step three is exercise selection. So we're gonna choose what we're using to deliver specific methods. So if we're using the submaximal effort method, we might perform a five RM front squat on Monday, and we might perform a five RM trap bar deadlift on Friday. And uh, conversely, we might perform some type of submaximal effort work for the upper body work on Wednesdays and Saturday. So again, that's just a very straightforward example to give you an idea of kind of what I'm thinking. But if I was to look at their training over the course of the week, I have what days they're training. I know what days that is very sp specific to what's available for them for their training schedule. I know what methods I'm doing on what days and making sure that I have proper recovery built into that weekly schedule. Um, and again, seeing those methods right in front of you, it's going to be very clear. If you have max effort method programmed on Monday, you know that that's a high threshold method and that we should program some recovery within the week. So we should be spreading out these higher threshold sessions. So now that we have the methods, we plug in our exercises to deliver those methods. Again, submaximal effort method, we would be using some type of bilateral lift. Repeated effort method, we would likely use some more isolation work and standard hypertrophy ranges. And if we're using things like cardiac output method, we know that we're going to likely see 30 to 40 minutes of steady state cyclical work 
And then again, you can go down the list of methods that you could potentially use within a given week. And that's going to allow you to really zero in on what type of exercises will be a good fit for those methods. So that's step three, exercise selection, plugging those in. And again, this is what I would do in a Google Doc. I would have all these things in here and I'd be able to see it very clearly. So once I have the skeleton of what I'm doing, and again, we've got our schedule, we've got our methods, now we've got our exercises. The fourth step from here is sets, reps, and rest intervals. Because instead of just going in and writing all of this stuff right out of the gate, I, I will likely go back and make some adjustments. So rather than doing extra work, I wanna have everything dialed in in terms of when I'm doing what and how I'm doing it. And then I can start plugging in sets, reps, and rest intervals. And then, again, this is gonna keep this whole process a lot cleaner and a lot more efficient. You are gonna have a much better training program. And in addition, this might sound like it's gonna take you longer. It's not. This is, once you have everything in your mind in terms of just kind of knowing what methods you have at your disposal and being a master of knowing what those methods are, how they affect the nervous system, how to program them in terms of sets, reps, and rest intervals, and what are the right movements that align with those methods, you can do this very quickly. And this, again, is, is basically what my new course, the, the Ultimate Programming Playbook, is about. So step three, exercise selection. Step four, now we're dialing in sets, reps, and rest intervals. And again, this is, I give a lot of guidelines for sets, rep, sets reps, and rest intervals. You know, if we think about a bilateral lift and we're doing a 5RM, then we're likely going to need a longer bout of recovery. But if we're doing, you know, a split squat, then we can cut those rest intervals down. However, everyone is different. People that have poor work capacity, maybe they, you know, have just no aerobic capacity at all and they don't recover well between sets. This might mean that we have to go outside of what is quote unquote normal. So remember, that is your job as a coach. And you're going to you're going to see what we're going to talk about in step five how you'll get that information to know how you need to adjust their programming. So again, just a recap, <laughs> I feel like, uh, you know, I've recapped four or five times now, and I, I'm doing this on purpose, really, again, for your benefit. So you can kind of think about this in your mind and what this could potentially look like. We've got determining when they're going to train. So their training template, where we've got step two, where we decide what methods are going to be appropriate for that individual. We've got step three, where now we're plugging in the right exercises for those methods. And then step four, now we've really starting to dial things in and we've got sets, reps, and rest intervals plugged in. So this is basically our programming is done, okay? So this is your first week of programming. You can take that first week and extrapolate another three to four weeks from there, depending on you know what your preference is. And I have some clients that like a lot of variability and I tend to use three-week blocks for them. And then I have some other clients that are indifferent. We tend to use a four-week block and we get a lot from it, but I typically do not go outside of four weeks. Actually. I never go outside of four weeks for anyone. And I work with most, most people that are more type A, like myself, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to use the same variations for a lot longer than that, just because they get mentally stale. Not to say that they wouldn't still, you know, make some gains across the board, they probably could, but doing the same conditioning piece for four weeks, five weeks, that doesn't make sense to me. That's too long and you're likely just gonna be burnt out from doing the same thing. So I like to change things up every three to four weeks. So that is, again, right that first week, plug all of that in before you start adding on subsequent weeks, because this process will allow you to really streamline and dial that in. Now, step five, our final step is collecting feedback. What does that mean? Well, we're asking our clients on a weekly basis, how do they feel? How is their recovery going? We have, are they tracking HRV? Has their HRV changed? Do they have any stresses outside of the gym that have changed? They have, you know, they, they could have something come up in their life that 
would has taken them away from their training for that particular week of time. These are all things as their coach you need to know about because this is going to make or break how you make adjustments on the fly if needed and to subsequent blocks of programming. You want to know that have this information at hand so you can make adjustments. I've had times where I have clients that might be on, let's just say they're on a, a typical conjugate split where we're doing two lower, two upper, and maybe two conditioning. I've had clients where I've made a radical change, where we went to full body split, where they're doing three full body uh, sessions a day and then three conditioning, two to three conditioning sessions a day. So it's not unlikely that you might have to make a bigger shift. Now, does that normally happen for an experienced coach? I'd say that probably doesn't happen that often, but if you're a younger coach, you might be still finding your voice. You might still be finding out, learning about the clients that you are currently working with. So those things are, they could happen. So just don't think that because how you start is how you're going to end with someone. It could go in a direction that you might not be thinking out of the gate. So that is the most important part is collecting that feedback. Oftentimes I see people that have come to me from other coaches and they've had other coaches that never even asked how they like the training. If someone doesn't like the training, they're not going to stick to it, plain and simple. Okay, so they have to like the training. If you are giving them programming that consists of, you know, maybe their conditioning is, is to do five two-minute intervals, intervals on the bike, five two-minute intervals on, on an air bike, and they're resting one-to-one, -one, uh, so two minutes. You know, that that's a form of training, conditioning, and, you know, specifically, it's a form of training more glycolytic system, but who really cares if they hate it and they don't want to do it? Um, I think that there are other ways to arrive at the adaptations we're looking for and to get a little bit more creative. So that's a, certainly another topic for another day. But I want you to be able to check in and ask your clients. I don't think checking in every day is necessary. I think once a week, it's certainly necessary. And I 100% think that you should be checking in with them when they are receiving a new block of training from you. So maybe it's on week three, you're checking in and saying, hey, how are things going? What do you like? What don't you like? How are you feeling? What's your recovery like? Those are things that will go into the next block of training. I ask my clients this every time. Uh, every time I write them a new block of training, anything changed? Hey, did you add new equipment to your home gym? That could certainly be useful information that you need to know as their coach. So again, long story short here, this process is very concise. It's not overly complicated. I've made it simple on purpose. And I, you know, at the end of the day, I think most things in the training world, simplicity wins, you know, mastering the basics. And if you can master just determining what they're doing on what days, what you're using to get them there, and then being able to choose the right exercises at the right time with the right sets, reps, and rest intervals, as well as being able to collect feedback on a consistent basis. Again, doesn't need to be every day, but I would say, you know, maybe on a weekly basis, and certainly before you write a new block of training, these are the things that are going to put you in a better place to get them better results. And at the end of the day, results are king. If you're not getting your clients results and they're not enjoying the training, then you're gonna have retention issues one way or another. I want you to have clients that can stay with you for a lifetime and feel like they're consistently making improvements, but as a coach, you're communicating with them. That's part of the battle. I don't know many coaches that don't care about their clients. If you're listening to this, you probably care about your clients and checking in with them and communicating with them is part of the process. So don't just be a robot and give them their program, communicate with them, F figure out what's working, what isn't, and uh, what you can potentially do better as, as a coach is, is going to keep you in this game and keep good clients coming to you on a consistent basis. So anyways, guys, 
Hope all that helps. Feel free to check out all the resources I have on my website in my article section. I've got a variety of articles on basically all the things that we've mentioned, whether you're looking to learn about methods or exercise selection, or you're looking to, to understand maybe the conjugate system of training more, all of that stuff is there for you. And you can certainly put together a lot from that. But what I would say, if you take anything from this article, it's that, or excuse me, this podcast is that you need to have systems and writing a training program is like anything else. You should have a system for doing it. And once you do have a system, you are going to notice a world of difference. You're going to write better programs in a fraction of the time and your clients are going to get better results. So we all win. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show and uh, feel free to send us questions. We have uh, an email dedicated for questions for our podcast. It's podcast at jasonbrowncoaching.com. Send us an email. Looking forward to hearing more of your questions and getting those things answered. This was another episode of Strong AF X Well Conditioned Show. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. And be sure to subscribe on all podcast platforms. 